Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sandspans Radio, I've realized that when these are really, really long, I get maximum enjoyment out of them, and I'm not sure how the listeners feel, but God, I love them. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Shut Up A Second. I'm Jackson Bailey. I'm Gabe. I'm Liam. And I'm David. Today's topic is Bush Rangers. That was my Bush Ranger noise. It sounded like a laser gun, which is not a Bush Ranger. That would be cool. That would be cool. So, armor goes ting. What? The (laughs) The armor goes ting. ting, I like that Bush Rangers are the only other, like, like, you know, you get knights wearing yeah. armor in, like, medieval. You get, you get your samurai in armor in Australia. Mm. Bushrangers. Yeah. That's and pretty to good. to be fair, only four of those Bushrangers wore armor. <laughs> and those four were directly associated with each other yes, on like, one occasion. And it was a very Australian version of armor. No thought put into it. Metal and, plates and some straps. You know what? <laughs> the fact of it is, like, I, I watched Ned Kelly the movie again the other night, which is a film I, I have a lot of time it's for to defend a lot. But... The awesome scene of the Siege of the Roman at the end where, you know, they're in their armor and they walk out and the cops are like shooting at them and, yeah. you know, they're all just standing there and the music crescendos and they all lift their guns at one and start taking out the cops and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. In reality, they're out there for about 30 seconds yeah. and, then they died. and they got shot a few times and ran inside and not a single policeman died at the Siege of Glen Rowan. No, oh, really? died at the Siege of Glen Rowan? Nerd the Kelly gang? Yeah, How yeah, bad were they yeah. shooting? Oh, yeah. And Ned Kelly survived. Didn't. Didn't and he get Ned survived. Yeah. Ostensibly, he's the only one who did. I mean, there's a lot of conjecture about and like, if you... Grow up in the country like I did and like talk to yeah. a lot of like Kelly enthusiasts, then you sort of learn a lot about like there's so much conjecture about Dan Kelly and Steve Hart escaping. Because the thing about the Siege of Glen Rowan, which kind of makes you think that the Kelly gang might not have been quite that bright, is that <laughs> there was a back door to the inn yeah. that oh. the police just weren't watching. Oh. Yeah. They're all firing at the front and <laughs> they're trying to get the So they just didn't escape. They just were like, no, door. we're good. It was um, a different time. <laughs> so basically, the, all the people who died at the Kelly gang were predominantly the hostages. And Dan, Steve, and Joe. Huh. Joe Byrne definitely died because they strung his body up on the door mm. of the Benalla Police Station oh for kids to pose with and take photos that's with. Metal oh, that's metalist. That's awesome. You find the photos. And if you go to Benalla, go to the police museum in Benalla, not only do they have Ned Kelly's sash that he won for bravery for rescuing the kid when he was 11, yeah. which is mm. still stained with his blood. Oh, wow. But it's oh, fucking that's awesome. So oh, but that's so good. It's really metal. There, the door that Joe Burns' corpse was strung oh up on God. for 24 hours for children to pose with. With a photo next to it just being like, oh, by the way, it's the same door. You can touch the door. That's that poor Joe taste. Burns, <laughs> Burns, and the, in the photo, like his corpse is 
quite birds. Yeah, it's, like yeah. it's quite significant. When a man bird. burns, yeah, it's and not good. Like it's, I mean, it's he, he's not as like if you see the photos of um Dan Kelly and Steve Hart's alleged bodies, it's just a black husk. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. Joe Burns' body was recognizably a man mm-hmm. with like serious third degree burns all over him, slowly molding with kids like That's running so around good. taking photos oh with him. At what point did we you like touch that door? What, what at what point did we decide that we weren't cool with death? Like, uh, back in, like, the 1800s, somebody was like, hey, there's a dead bush ranger. Want to go stand next to it? You were like, fuck yes. Fuck yeah. It's like, do you want to go poke a body with a stick? You'd yeah, be like, I, I am all over that. Like, even, like, you know, many of the times they did that, like, this nanny state we live in. Yeah. Mm. They did corpse photography where it'd be like, oh, oh Nan's yeah. died. Yeah. Let's take a quick photo with I mean, her. Well, I mean, we're never going to get her to sit still otherwise. Yeah, exactly. But no, dumb, dumb kids take fucking selfies with people they've killed, and then they get got by the cops, because... Exactly. Like, we, so people still do it. You, but you know but what, back like, in the day, the cops were like, he's the person, take <laughs> yeah. a selfie. It's like, kind of thing a nickel for one photo. together is like... We kill our criminals, <laughs> yeah, and then string them up at the police stations. You know, you have a daily criminal who gets and shot. You can you know, go and the see the bad of, guys. That's you know, great. Get a selfie. Take your kids. It's great. Go I witness think it really a hanging. People together. I yeah. agree. You I could, reckon you could a... generate some funding with that. Yeah, five bucks a photo. Yeah, five bucks you know, a photo. Go yeah. straight back to the cops. It's, it's, you know, yeah, five bucks for a photo. Ten bucks touch the corpse. Twenty bucks put a little saddle on and pretend to ride it. And oh, on top of that, how good? You kind of actually that actually would probably like. Steer kids against crime. Yeah, I'd be scared like, to commit crimes if the end result like, was that. This is cool, but I don't want to be the guy on the door. I like, never want to be hanged till death. Or yeah, exactly. on a door. The, but the thing, okay, so the thing that I'm confused about, it seems like bush ranger. It's just a term. They were like, mm, you shot at some people and you stole at least one item. You're a bush ranger. <laughs> yeah, well, that's some cases not it. even shooting. I mean, you look at Harry Power, who was, mm. you know. They say Ned Kelly's mentor. In reality, Ned Kelly's mum was sick of him when he was 15, sent him off with Harry Powell for a while, who was just a local bush ranger who oh, just yeah. beat him around, taught him how to rob places, and then got rid of him when he got sick of him. Played special like, uncle games. But I don't think Harry, Harry Powell <laughs> had guns, but like he didn't really use them. He just would like hold up coaches. Mm. He went to prison so many times. He died like years after Ned Kelly. And like, just like all his life, he'd go to prison for a few years, get let out, Pop keep out. bush ranging, yeah. hold people up. He never shot I reckon them. like never if I was just... a convict in early Australia and I had the choice between... Mm remaining a convict or like living the bush ranger life it seems pretty sweet from what i've read like it seems all right the weird the weird kind of irony about is that like what drove people to bush ranging in the first place was generally like how repugnantly awful the police were at the time which is definitely ned kelly's case but the funny thing is when you look at like a lot of the bush rangers who didn't kill anyone they kind of got off after six months and went back to bush ranging. <laughs> yeah. Cops like, yeah. you again. Is that right, an issue going back in? So like, the, the fact that the cops are like more gentle to you when you've actually done <laughs> yeah. something yeah. wrong. Yeah, you know what beforehand. it is? You know what it is? It's that none of those people that became highwaymen knew how to shoot a gun. That's what I think. They were like, they're like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta steal. What are people scared of? Guns. Give me all your money. And if they ever have to shoot it, they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm afraid. Like, it's no bullets. You keep it. <laughs> I'll go. Because they didn't kill him. No policeman probably would have come from like, you know, you steal something in Britain, you come down as a convict, you're chucked in an Australian prison. Your entire life is ruined. And then you like pop out and you're like, well, I guess, oh man, that would fucking suck. Like, I mean, getting sent here in the first place would have been the fucking worst. You know what I mean? But at that point, you're in a lawless country, basically, where it's like, there's wide tracts of land. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And there's one policeman for the entire region. And on top of that, Bushrangers are like the 1800s Australia equivalent of celebrities. We don't fucking... Like, think about it. What so more, like, think you enduring songs of folklore still exist about, like, you know, the... The actors or the musicians yeah, of the time, as, or the police, or that we don't, we didn't have. We heroes. remember we the bush being Australia. It's where, very, like, fuck yeah, bush It's very like, much the criminal mentality that we idolize many, our yeah. villains. 
if you get like like I mean they they do like you know you get like those CDs you get at like Back of Beyond yeah. or country places mm. of like Australian folklore songs yeah. 90% of them are about bush rangers or shearing those are the only people <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bush ranging, shearing, and forex and VB. That's like, it. But like, it's because like, fuck, man. Our, we, there was a period of time where we were like, should our national anthem be waltzing uh, Matilda? Waltzing yeah, Matilda? A song that, that is just about a guy steals sheep. a sheep and, and then, then drowns in a billabong we rather like, than. That pretty much encapsulates the Australian spirit. <laughs> yeah, it's very Nick much sheep, fuck jumping. It's a pool. like the 18th century fuck the police. Yeah, like, yeah, they won't take I me alive. I'm jumping in this billabong. And it isn't very telling that like our, our probably like I, th- I think actually the oldest song that like originated from Australia yeah. that's still like a song in folklore is the Wild Colonial Boy, mm. which is about like one of the earliest bush rangers mm. who was just the guy who shot a few people. I don't think I don't think Jack Donahue even stole. Anything? I think he just killed a few people, and we're like, Fuck and then man. they eventually someone wrote a him. song about that, and yeah. they wrote a song about him, and it's still this enduring song. Like we sang it in school. Whoa. It's literally a song about a guy just going around and killing people. <laughs> so like, so it's, bizarre. This is this is Australia. This is our culture. That's Everyone hates the police. <laughs> Why are we teaching well, our kids like it? But it I, I don't criminals. remember. Like I like I I knew waltzing Matilda all my life, and only. Did I hit a certain point? And I was like, well, that's just a song about a guy who steals a sheep. Mm. The cops come and he drowns yeah. himself. That's, that's, that's literally it. That's, that's the plot of Waltzing Matilda. It's the great Australian dream. Still a fun <laughs> song, though. Like, yeah. Iconic Australian <laughs> right. song. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. But so the problem I have is like, what? Could, how do I do to become a bush ranger? Do I just do I just need to steal something and wear a big coat? No, you just say you're a convict. You're living in yeah. one of the the, the Australian prisons. Uh huh. You get out of there. Yeah. By hook or crook, whatever you escape. I and then you, my way out. Yeah. you go Generally and rob places someone. and steal so shit. I get and a shoot gun people? and a coat and I invent a fake name. Yeah. yeah. Look, you just become a career criminal. It's not hard. <laughs> I feel like I'd be really. I feel like we'd be terrible. I feel like it'd be difficult now. I feel like well, I could do it. I got enough faith in my. Well, not now. <laughs> well, we don't have like we don't have vast swathes. I mean, I suppose we still do, but like yeah. it's less easy to just you know like rob a store yeah. in Melbourne, which then was about five houses. Yeah, exactly. And then like ride off into the wilderness and like yeah. you know, I mean, Glen Rowan, where Ned Kelly had his last stand, was literally five houses. Oh wow, that was the town of Glen. <laughs> yeah. So when then like Ned Kelly held up an entire town. It was like, like it's sort people. of easier. Like you just need four anyone dudes to, to, to do that town. with one gun. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. It's, I have a, an ancestor. Uh, who was almost a bush ranger? Oh, his name was Gust. <laughs> Gust- this is this is a Hitler. Je- Gustav Adolf Kronborg. We've heard about this before. Yeah, but mm-hmm. so there's this amazing story about Gustav, right? Which I'm, I might not have talk- spoken about on air, but it's like it's like a folk tale, right? But it's it's true. This happened. So he loved starting fights. He was a fucking rough housing. Austrian son of a bitch. He was from. nuts, right? No, he- this big red beard. He was this huge man. And one day he's taken to court. All right, so Gustav, he's he's in there and he's just wearing like these, you know, his basic t-shirt dealy, like one of those fucking Hessian. I don't know if they had t-shirts. <laughs> Not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like no jacket, was, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you he's know. He's like yeah. the equivalent yeah. of a bloke walking into a pub wearing a wife beater a wife, and exactly. board shorts. And he's standing there and they're like, Gustav, do you have a jacket? <laughs> and Gustav's like, yeah. And they're like, you need to wear a jacket for court. Where's your jacket? And he's like, well, it's at home. They're like, okay, can you go get your jacket and come back here? And Gustav's like, yeah, sure. So Gustav leaves and obviously disappears. Yeah. Because everyone's like, ah, fuck. That's right. (laughs) Oh, criminal. He's He's a a criminal. He just ran away, right? They didn't send like a nanny with him, but like... You like you know when you go for an exam. Well, he, the history <laughs> refuses to let us know why they didn't Turns send anybody they did with send someone stuff. with him, and he just brutally murdered him. It's much less of a fun story. But than here's it really the thing: sounds. two weeks later, mm. these two cops in the outskirts of Melbourne they see Gustav, 
and he's he's on this horse and he's roaming back into town and they're like, motherfucker, you ran away from court, come the fuck back. And he's like, okay, whatever. So they're back in court and they're like, why did you leave? And he's like, you told me to go get my jacket. My jacket's at my house. My house is two weeks away. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm here now. What a sassy bitch. Motherfucking new stuff. Yes. Oh like, my god! I don't give a shit. The sass queen. There's this amazing photo of Gustav wow. and his wife. It's this black and white photo we have. <laughs> Gustav and his wife, and his wife. They're covered in pots and pans. They're covered in big backpacks, and they have this mule. And written on the mule is "Just married." It's so <laughs> oh my good. God. Fucking Gustav. See, that's the kind of thing. Gustav anywhere but off Kramborg, you oh, son of a Anywhere but Australia, he would have been like thrown back in prison in Australia but the cops like you clever bitch you, you got I will well. give you this one Gustav us good Gustav so, like what year did this happen uh, I have no idea to be honest it's amazing 1800s at some point Bush Ranger times for sure Gustav. Melbourne was small enough that you could just like fuck off and no one noticed yeah. you know what I mean I mean it kind of makes sense though like that's I mean did, did you guys ever I mean in Australia you tend to learn about Bush Rangers in school yeah but our, our teachers went a little mental and they took it a step Further. Well, we're from Brisbane, so for us, most bush rangers were just more scummy Victorians yeah. doing terrible things. <laughs> like we didn't really see them as heroes; they were like those filthy Why were southerners. Most of the bush rangers concentrated in Victoria. I don't know because it was the most populated area at the time. Many bush rangers, yeah, from anywhere. Yeah, probably. it was just the population density yeah, at the density time. Like Brisbane yeah. at the time, literally was like two towns. Mm. Oh, yeah, like it was true. nothing. It also, what? Where were the the major? I don't know if anybody here will know, but like the major jails. In Australia, I know there's like, that one, huh? Pentridge, Pentridge yeah. Yeah. Old Melbourne Jail. Um, What's Melbourne. the one on the? It was like an, an island. Port Macquarie, or is that an island? Port Macquarie oh. is an island, but I think it was yeah. a jail. As yeah, well. it was. It was a, more was, of a penal colony yeah, than a jail. Yeah. That, really. that place was messed up. Because I think that at the time they were still throwing people back into penal colonies rather than like established jails, mm. which oh. made it much easier for them to escape again. Because you could literally, if you could get out of your rope or chain or whatever, you could just wander off. These yeah. were like that was massive the joy of Australia. <laughs> you were just like, yeah. whatever, I'm it's off like in the bush won, and they're like, yeah. oh, fuck. It's like you, win your, you win your freedom because no one wants to chase you into the like fucking killer bush. It's I always so sweaty. Think, no one wants to run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Must yeah. have been such a disappointment, Australia, after discovering America, like the, the you know, the mm. this great continent of bounty and like, oh. oh my God, we have these beautiful like mountains and oh, l- lush forests. Obviously, Native, Native Americans had already farmed a lot of it and that's why it seemed so good but when you landed here expecting that again and you're Mm. like it's just just shrub it's just, just shrub and desert. There's mosquitoes. It's fucking hell. You spent nine months on a boat to get here. Like this is worse. This than continent Britain. is terrible. <laughs> do you think they do that plane thing where you get off the plane? They got off the boat and they were like, "Oh my god, it's so humid." <laughs> They're all just that? pulling off jackets. Yeah, they take off all their oh. winter clothes. Like, oh. In the early days what? of uh, like Australian colonization, everybody assumed that the center was an ocean. What? And yeah. there were like because the Dutch <gasps> discovered the west coast and then the British discovered the east coast. Like, there's no way we missed a piece of land <laughs> this big. So it. Had they're like it's the scientists covering their analysis. Like, of course, it's an ocean. Yeah. We would have known if and there, there was, was land. There were so many expeditions into the middle of Australia that just ended. In yeah, they just would die. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they drowned. It's, it's a desert. desert. <laughs> it's a fucking desert. Must have sucked. Turning it up makes in, like... it impressive when you think about the guys who literally like trekked from Adelaide to Darwin on yeah. horseback, which is literally from at the coast at Adelaide to desert is about forty kilometers. It's not real. <laughs> then long. it's then straight desert, desert to the north coast. Continuous. Yeah. Never ending. Thing. I hear we're at the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh good. wait, look, Jungle I'm still again. in the desert, but now it becomes beach. Yeah, there's a, be- there's a little bit of sand where it's, it's a little less It's literally 3,000 kilometers of beach. 
Fuck, it must have been rough to like fucking. So that's why you turned to Bush Ranger. Yeah, because because there's nothing else to do really. That's, like, yeah, it is. Fun. Like, you make the point about America, and it's funny when you think about it. like now, particularly like when like like when I was overseas recently, people talk about Australia, and they're like, oh, you know, it's great. You know, you go beaches and like it's yeah. sort of viewed as like a bit of a paradise. Like, yeah, a yeah. Paradise. But yeah. when you it's first like, landed, oh, there, my. it's just like what the fuck do you do? Like, yeah. really, you think about it, what do you do? Mm. Like, there's imagine, some land for farming, but that land wasn't yeah. very. Imagine good. how skilled of a farmer you'd like, have to be to farm. So if you don't yeah. have those skills and you've thieved before yeah you it, figure you can get away with it it's, i mean like that, that's the funny thing about the colonization of australia is that so many different people came here and were mm. like fuck this yeah. Yeah. like the dutch, the dutch arrived in and were 1700s like 1700s or 1600s not? yeah the chinese did as well at some yeah. point. we're like no nah. they cleverly nah. were like worthless mm, not for us it <laughs> says a lot about the state of britain they got here and they're like this is good <laughs> we can no, work no. with no, this they, they were like this is okay we'll throw all the the people that we don't like here that's yeah exactly what what's that great joke that somebody said where it's like one guy says to another guy, he goes, oh, so, you know, if you took all the criminals in the world, like, just put them on an island, left them for 100 years, and then came back, what do you reckon the first thing they'd say to you would be? It's like, G'day, mate. Like, G'day, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's true. true. But the, the weirdest thing about how it's permeated our culture is that we, in this class that we had, which, I don't know, usually like an English class. I yeah, guess, yeah. I, I kind of remember learning yeah. English Rangers. Yeah. It was in, like, grade primary three school. Well. SOS, yeah. whatever that Yeah, and they were like, oh, studies of society and environment. It might have been SOS. But they were like, we had this assignment where we had to research a specific bush ranger, and shit you not, write yourself in as like fan fiction oh <laughs> that was an assignment you didn't go to a steiner school did you no no no, no. i went no. to shitsville okay. brisbane because i went to a steiner school and we like we had main lessons where it would be like a month-long block where we'd have a certain topic oh, okay. so like for example at steiner you would go for months without doing math or without oh, doing okay. english okay. you just like have a I, I think english actually was a consistent thing but like this is a primary school and you'd have like yeah. so you'd have yeah. a main lesson on math and it was like for, yeah so people like me who are mathematically retarded would yep. be like this is shit but in a month's time you're doing something interesting again yeah. so a main lesson could be roman history it could be uh, Greek wow, mythology. Cool. it could be yeah. like science was really creative like a lot of like the stuff was like you know we did lots of painting lots mm. of creative writing stuff lots yeah. of really, didn't have to wear uniforms really just not preparing just, you for the real <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, actually that said like great for trivia contests not so much for job prospects <laughs> Different, different. Well, I mean, if you follow science through to year twelve, which I didn't, because the Mansfield one didn't go there. They don't actually do year twelve exams. They do a year twelve project. Oh, where yeah. you choose a project in an area you want to work in, uh, and your whole year is devoted to finishing that project. And that project gives you your enter ATAR, whatever that's you call cool. it. Oh, that's cool. And awesome. all the people who, degree. well, all the people I know who went to Steiner have actually gone on into their fields and yeah, they do what they're doing really something well because they they're actually hands on. So it's actually well, really that's good. Awesome. But. Anyway, like, uh, yeah, the primary school aspect, like, we did a main lesson on bush rangers for a month. Yeah. And so we, like, went through and studied all the bush rangers. You know, we, this is in Mansfield, which is, like, the heart of Ned Kelly country. It's yeah, right where Stephen yeah, 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 Creek yeah. happens. The graves of the three cops he killed are there in the local oh, graveyard. That's so cool. There's, like, I met, like, the great grandson of one of them. And when I was 12, like, I was obsessed with bush rangers, obsessed with Ned Kelly. And, my parents had a bed and breakfast restaurant and he got married there. Oh. And my parents were like, oh, this is the grandson of, uh, the great grandson of, um, you know, Michael Kennedy. Who yeah, yeah, Ned yeah. Kelly killed. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I went to meet him. And I was like, hi, I really like Ned Kelly. And he just kind of glares at me. He's like, <laughs> now let me tell you about why Ned Kelly was a piece of shit. <laughs> and then proceeded to do That's it. So ages. Australian. I just remember like me at 12, just glaring at this guy being like, Fuck you. And then he <laughs> didn't fucking know. And then he king hit me and I woke up in hospital. Here we are. But, um, around the head. But yeah, so we like we did the same thing. Like we did a main lesson on bush rangers and we all got to write our yeah. own bush ranging so stories. Australian. And yeah. like and to the point where like everyone in the class got really, really obsessed. So like at lunch times we'd be oh, sitting yeah. inside and everyone's writing their like own bush ranger sides oh, and like so oh, yeah. changing them really, out really, in really cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. really fucking awesome. It's such a strange 
you, no one else does that in the it world. It doesn't happen no, often. Does. No, or it's not, it's not like yes. it's Which not like right. kids in American primary schools are writing their own plays about John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. No. It's, it's not like they're glorifying that. But we're like, yeah, this dude. Like we were saying before, we were doing research and we we're just looking through. And it's like this guy's name's Mosquito. He sounds really cool. Oh wait, it's just a list of the families of yeah. young no, children just, that he, he massacred. massacred a lot of folk. Okay, but he's whoops. on the list of notable bush rangers. <laughs> Imagining in America, just all right, kids. Today we're looking at Ted Bundy. Who can write a story about Ted? So who write knows? yourself as a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Please, I'm into it. It's um, so weird. But like, because it, it, because I guess the the like closest analog would be cowboys because it's really? a similar Absolutely. frontier yeah, yeah. and you have these people mm. who've like taken to a life of crime. It's a similar well, cowboys you know, mythology, really. Yeah, they're romanticized cowboys, in the same. Yeah, way. romanticized exactly. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean lawful? Like, like because bush rangers were criminals, but were cowboys criminals? Because a lot of cowboys were just wandering cattle hands essentially, and all they would do, like, if you wanted That's a guy a with point. a gun to guard your cattle from Indians. You would hire a guy. Because I guess there's the difference between like a cowboy and an outlaw. Yeah, you know, yeah, an outlaw definitely. is someone like outlaws were holding up coaches, but yeah. cowboys. But even were, then, cowboys like, were winning fair maidens. Isn't and... there some ridiculous statistic like there is only like twelve like cowboy shootouts or like yeah, it's uh, such it's such a movie creation. It's yeah. realistically a very small part of folklore. Like duels, pistols at dawn, basically was not never. a thing. Whereas in Australia, I bet everyone was just constantly like, the murder was. Rife. There's probably like. 50,000 bushrangers we didn't know about. Yeah, Everyone was bushranger. Like, you know, and the thing is, like, like uh, we actually were saying just before when we impulsively decided to do this, um, about five <laughs> minutes before no, we, we started recording it, um, <laughs> yeah, no, planned it meticulously, all yeah. of that. But, like, yeah, if you look at most of the bushrangers who aren't Ned Kelly, they're either extremely violent murderers or just not very good. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, yeah. you've got what your polar opposites. You've got your Alexander Pierce and your Harry Power, mm. yeah. where one is just like a bit shit, goes to jail a lot, every time he gets out, continues <laughs> and robbing, got another one and then the other people. one is a cannibal, who every time he got out of jail, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Went back to eating we people. don't fuck around in a street. Exactly. <laughs> well, you go hard or you go home. That's it. But I think that's why, like, you, I think that's why, like, something like Ned Kelly, like, captures the imagination so much mm. because 
even people who are like, oh, you know, you romanticize him. It's like, yeah, well, read the Geraldry letter. It's hard not yeah. to romanticize yeah. that. Like, the yeah. guy had intentions. He had an idea. He knew what he was doing. And he puts it in a very verbose, well-written, intelligent way. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, yeah this guy wasn't a fucking brutish moron. This he guy was, was yeah. some highly he persecuted. Was- got put, well, got, like, first he got, like, put behind bars for stealing a horse that he didn't steal. Yeah. Then, you know, he gets out of prison and the cop tries to rape his sister. He wasn't even there. His yeah. brothers defend his sister. The cop gets away with a scratch on his hand and goes and tells everyone Ned Kelly shot him. And mm. then they run away to the forest. The cops turn up with a bunch of stretchers, literally being like, we're taking you back dead. Yeah. Stumble upon them, defend themselves. What the fuck do you do? Part you know, of the mystique suddenly, as well. Suddenly, Bush Ranger. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. part yeah. of the Good mystique is just there's not that much information about these guys. Like, that was a period in our history where we, we weren't keeping very, very good records. Like, there's no, not a lot of collected no. information. So what we know about the Ned Kelly story is great and it allows your mind to sort of wander and fill in the blanks and Mm. create – he was a person. But in your mind, you can build him up as this hero because no one knows – that much well, about his life. What's really fascinating is like, because I've um I've been for a really really long time trying to write a play about Ned Kelly. Yeah, just cool. because I love the story and I've always been fascinated by it. Yeah. And I've been really really trying to just like commit and do it. And so I a couple of years ago went up to Glen Rowan with um a couple of guys from our production company and we just went up there just to just to, you know get a feel for it just to kind yeah, of soak yeah. it in and. Glen Rowan is a very, very tacky town. It's mm. very tacky. You ride in there, it's like the big, big bronze picture statues. of Ned Kelly. You get in there, it's gigantic, like, yeah, you know, yeah. four meter high statue of Ned Kelly. They've really Every leaned store into is it. like uh. Kate Kelly's cottage or Ned's last <laughs> it's, stealth. It's itchy or and scratchy land. Everything. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. They've got the, ama- the best thing is the, uh, there's a Ned Kelly museum which doesn't even have that much Ned Kelly memorabilia. It's like, here is a saddle similar to the one Ned Kelly would have used. Here is, there's actually nothing similar? like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like Kelly. This is a hat Ned Kelly place, maybe like, could have worn. That, that, that's it. And it's things like, there's literally plaques like that where it's that's like, amazing. here's a chain link from a chain yeah. used on a property near to Ned Kelly's property. <laughs> Ned Kelly might have touched it. Yeah. From a horse there's things like there's actually things saying when he, he was might a child have touched on it. It's, it's mental, <laughs> That's but then so good. The best part is the sound and light show. Oh no! It's like, apparently they spent like <laughs> oh boy three million dollars on it, and it's the tackiest, That's most rundown, oh, shitty thing. It's like this house, and you go in there, and it's like you you know like parts of the Caribbean at Disneyland, which I haven't yeah. been to, but you see yeah. the pictures where it's like tacky robots, it's like bad things. animatronics. It's bad animatronics, but really bad animatronics. Oh, it's going and it's like. Peeling paint. Astronics, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Dude, it's peeling paint. It's oh, scratch faces. That's it's like, so it's good. so shit. It's like but dicks drawn in Sharpies on everything. You know? <laughs> what's mega interesting though, and this is coming back to what you said about like there's so much we can project on our beliefs about Bush Rangers. What's so interesting about Glen Rowan is when you go to the site of the siege. Yeah. And mm. you imagine, of course, that's like, like a siege. That's like an actual. Be, it's, it's a hut in the woods. No, it's not even that. Like the site of the siege. <laughs> shit. It's an empty lot. Oh, it's yes. been an overgrown out. lot. Because we don't care it's, about our historical around, But I actually think this is better. It's fenced around. Yeah. The only thing is a relatively small sign, which is a replica of the inn sign, yeah. out of yeah. the lot, just being like, Ann Jones Inn, and there's nothing else. It's just an empty lot, huh. fenced off. And people stand around being like, ooh, taking street. photos. And you stand there, but I love it because it leaves... A, it's much smaller than you it imagine. Leaves it's not literally even, everything it leaves everything with the imagination. Literally you everything. You can look at that, and it's, it's not great. the town telling you this what to think yeah. or telling you, you know, get in among all this touristy shit. It's you looking at literally an empty, overgrown, not even it's not even big enough to warrant being called a paddock. Yeah. You just look at it and it gives you so much to like project on. I think the reason 
but the, I think the reason they clearly stand out is because they're just that much more. Like no other Bush Ranger wrote a forty-six page document yeah. explaining yeah. their motives, reasons, and why they did it. It really is. So could we, they write? Maybe yeah, that was the problem. It really is. <laughs> 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 None of them could like, write. Ned didn't write the Jewelry letter. He dictated it to Joe Byrne, who wrote it. Oh. Because Ned tried to write a letter at the previous bank robbery and it didn't go so well. Who takes? Who goes? I'm robbing a bank. Better write a letter. Because the siege took a while. Get a real quick. I'm bored. Just chuck something down. I got time. I want to talk about a Bush Ranger that I recently. Jackson, right. Jackson, Jackson got this, very excited this about this. This is like the greatest love story Strap ever told. In, kids. We're just going right. to get to the listening. Captain Moonlight is this Hit guy's me. name, right? Um, and it wasn't a name he chose. Huh, everybody's all we've ready all to back. learn. We're all leaning we've, back. We've all leaned back. We're very reclined. So Captain Moonlight, um, his real name, hang on, let me just real quick get oh, it up again. Get your shit together. Where is it? His real name was Andrew George Scott, right? Moving and around. he was a, 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 a bush ranger in like the kind of Mansfield area. Anyway, there's like just a couple of amazing stories. He was just like a bank robber, right? But he was like this. <laughs> you got your eyes shut, right? Well, it's listening. Anyway, I'm, he was I'm this bank robber, and, and he, he had like the, there's a couple of stories. Like um, one bank he robbed, he disguised himself. Like when he went in, made real good friends with the bank teller and then revealed himself when he was wearing like a crepe mask and a cape. And he was like, look, mate, I'm robbing this bank, but obviously I don't want you to get in trouble. So I'm going to write down that you did everything within your power to stop me. And all you got to do is sign it. <laughs> sign away and I'm gone. And, and they still have the letter and the, the, the guy signed it. And hopefully the cops were like, well, look, okay, you signed. You're, I mean, you took he, the time Captain to Moonlight talk signed to it. You could have just in. clocked him one while he was standing in <laughs> but front that's of you fine. writing the letter. It's a note to his parents. That's what he's there. He's a note for why he wasn't at school the next day. That's what that is. This is why I did. But here's where it gets great. So he's captured, right? And he's put in jail. But he doesn't want to be in jail. He's, I don't know what jail it is, but it has a certain amount of, you know, like a, a decent amount of inmates in there. Probably he's like, I'm going to escape. But he doesn't tunnel out of like the outside wall. He tunnels into his adjoining cell, right? In which there's this other young bush ranger, right? Mm-hmm. And together they grab a guard, choke him out, mm-hmm. gag him, uh, and then they liberate every other like bush rate or, or criminal in the the jail cell. Rapists, and they escape. murderers, child <laughs> molesters. Yeah, good. Let them out. Terrible Australians. But yeah. this starts like a love affair with uh-huh. this guy. Like there is all this conjecture that uh, Captain Moonlight and this guy that he, he escaped a prison with were like lovers. Oh my god! And they start just like forming this gang. Like uh, the, the, he becomes this kind of figure of legend, this Captain Moonlight, and he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll be Captain Moonlight. It, the name is so good. So he gathers Captain like Moonlight sounds like oh, a Tom Jones cover band. The, yes. What it says in the in oh, in, yeah. in in the Wikipedia article is that he gathered like a group of of men from places. I think he must have been a lecturer at some point. But yeah, well, we from his lectures, yeah. and from brothels. <laughs> so his team is made up of like academics and whores. Yeah, like a bunch of university <laughs> students and. So wait, when you say like brothels, are we talking men who frequented brothels? Or because like that just seems like Do you mean pretty, women like, with guns? In terms of recruitment criteria, like him walking into a brothel, <laughs> a guy's balls deep in an eighteen hundreds hooker, honestly, and it's just like, if I'm you're like, the man for my no, team. If I'm like, not a gang, that's the kind of person well, I'm going yeah. for. Easily influenced, um, wants money, <laughs> clearly. So, okay, let me find it. Um, Especially if he was gay, he wants some extra men around, you know. Mm. Just for a little bit of extra eye no. candy yeah. it just says Scott met about. these young men through his lecture tours or through brothels <laughs> that's a big difference wait or those are not the same thing <laughs> <laughs> you need a little more explanation um, behind that sentence and apparently the, his lectures were on prison reform oh, so like ironic <laughs> 
Um, he he goes to prison. Then. He's like, no, oh, I'm cured. <laughs> he's like, he does these tours, and then people are like, join a gang. And he's oh like, yeah, sick. So wait, he started the gang. After he'd broken out of prison. <laughs> That's but amazing. he was lecturing after he broke out of prison. Surely prison some, reform. Yeah, surely some policeman saw him and went, I, f- I know you from somewhere. <laughs> you! He's like, oh, goodbye, and so just they, runs out the door. They bushranged all the way, like all over sort of Victoria, as all bushrangers seem to do, right? Is that but the, is it the verb? You and your range? criminal state. You bush, bush ranger I think you bushranger. Like, yeah. But where it gets like just the most romantic story ever told, right, is him and this guy. Um, that, that he's in love with this guy that he's, he's escaped prison from. He's been in this gang with forever. They're both caught together. Right. And as, uh, where is it? Basically when he's hung, they find on his body a ring and that ring has encased in it, a lock of hair from the guy that he escaped prison with. And he demands to be buried next to that guy when he's, he's buried. And there's a quote from him about the guy. And it's just like the loveliest thing. Uh, my dying wish is oh, wait, to be buried beside. Can we have it in the voice? Huh? Can we have it in the Bush Ranger voice? What, what even is a really bush? Australian? Really Australian. Just, my dying wish is to be buried beside <laughs> beloved my beloved James Nesbitt, the man with whom I was united by every tie which could bind human friendship. We were one in hopes, in heart, and soul, and this unity lasted until he died in my arms. Oh my I God. wish I would ever feel an emotion that pure in my the, life. The, that's beautiful. Isn't that's that amazing? That's that this, amazing. This yeah. Captain Moonlight, this guy who like he's a bank robber. He's yeah. lovely about it. He meets this guy in prison, and he's like, "We together are going to take Australia." What? He tours on prison reform <laughs> for a bit. And just has a quiet <laughs> chuckle under his breath about it. And wow. gathers this gang, and they I, I think they get... Oh, so they would I def- like that. Well, if it... Uh. It speaks a lot to the homophobia of this country that that guy is not the Ned Kelly of this (laughs) country. It It really does, because that's such, like, not to shit on Ned Kelly's story, (laughs) but that's, like, a really good romantic Bushranger story. That's, like, that's, I mean... But because it's a gay thing, people would be like, fuck him. Yeah, and it's, like, it's it's this just... Oh, man. So when... I'm just reading it now. When Nesbitt was shot in a a gunfight when he was being chased... Nesbitt was the friend, Nesbitt was the 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 friend friend. or lover, yeah. Um, there's a quote from somebody uh, according to newspaper reports at the time Scott openly wept at the loss of his dearest and closest Uh companion as Nesbitt lay dying this is the quote his leader wept over him like a child laid his head upon his breast and kissed him passionately two gay lover bushrangers more in love than anyone else in the world holy shit that's amazing that'll make money that would make make a gay bushranger movie you you know you know the flavor we add though is did it say what kind of ring it was did it say what kind of ring it was uh because i'm betting it was a cock <laughs> oh, a cockroach and a dragon and a brother story. There you go, down in the uh, right. You're out of the cast. Yeah, this is wearing a ring no, woven from a lock of Nesbitt's hair. Wow! So it's not even like an actual he ring. Tied his hair around How? his finger. The beautiful story of Captain Moonlight. That, I would, wow! That movie would kill at like Sundance or something. I just want to see that. Like, what? Look at the the color we have in like the Bush Rangers. There's a spectrum There's to be like, explored. There's, you know, you know great. cannibalism. Moonlight, Ned Kelly, the cannibal guy. <laughs> <laughs> we should make the a play where they people. all form the chorus line in the background. <laughs> we do an anthology, a Bush Ranger TV show where we just follow the story of... That'd be good, like a six-part miniseries. Yeah. I'd watch the that fuck be. out of that. Yeah, yeah. how good would that be? Because then you can actually, like, you know, you do, like, 
you do cap the moonlight story in like just a like nice succinct. Oh god, yeah. we're going to movie maintenance territory here. But like, I know, but you, it's happy. You do. Yeah. It, we're we're, we're committing. It's yeah, fine. We're all right. <laughs> yeah, right and do... cut movie maintenance. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of movie well, maintenance. This, this, this would count as gaming <laughs> in the movie section of today's. Oh episode. yeah, shut up. That's the movie section. Yeah, shut, shut up. Yeah, you yeah, did no, the facts. Um, it do, you did fact movie. Good. Sick. So yeah, basically you do like. And well, yeah, one one hour on sort of each bush range. And that yeah. means you can like tell Captain Moonlight's story in like a succinct, not dragged out, mm. nice way. Mm. You basically make it like a one hour, like really nice short film where you yeah. like focus on the love story. You know, you keep all the kooky stuff like him lecturing on prison reform. Yeah, and all exactly. Whilst yeah. being like going to be a bush ranger. Awesome. And then later. next week you've got Alexander Pierce. Eating people in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of like exactly. Black Mirror where every episode is so different, but yeah. they're all tied to that theme. Exactly. exactly. And it's all like, here is the frontier of Australia, and here are the the, the different ways living on that frontier yeah. can and it's kind really of cool, treat you. Sh- sort of sh- well, there's your deeper theme, isn't there? Yeah. It yeah. shows yeah. that there's message your... that this is such a diverse country just because of the way it was formed and the way the country yeah, I geologically think, I think is. Somebody throw money at this. Yeah, can, <laughs> can, we please, can we copyright this idea can now? We, Why are to, we talking about this? We have to cut this, this episode and go and do this now. Uh, cut um, all of this yeah, out of this podcast. Zamet, don't you let anyone steal this from us. This is when Zamet's editing it and he steals the idea for himself. makes Millions. Come to record next week. Just where's 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 Zamet? Apparently he's doing a just like for TV. Oh, oh, oh no, he stole it. He stole it. He's making millions. This isn't like a pimp All right, suit. let's start a bush ranger gang to get our revenge on him. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting awesome. that you have people like uh, what, what? What was the guy who ate people? Alexander, Alexander Pierce. Pierce. Alexander Pierce, who like when faced with the harshness of the, the Australian frontier, is like cannibalism, sick. And then you have people like Captain Moonlight, who when faced with the harshness like, of the frontier, are like. A love oh, yeah. It and shows again, how the country you brings out the true, ni- true nature. You know how you do this series? Mm. Okay, maybe maybe go six episodes because that's pretty standard for like Gabe's eyes are all yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're going to run out of bush ranges. <laughs> yeah, there's get, not that many good stories. You get a different writer-director for every episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you don't do Ned Kelly. No one touches Ned Kelly. Oh, yeah. You get to choose the... You basically take an obscure bush range of your choice. So one yes. director does yeah. the beautiful Captain Moonlight romance. Oh. One does the dark, gritty Alexander Pierce story. someone does the lady, Marianne Bug. Marianne Bug, which is another female writer in a female director exactly. to do it. One does the goofy Harry Power fucks up like Bushwick <laughs> yeah. comedy. Like, <laughs> like a Three <laughs> Stooges <laughs> kind of bumbling <laughs> episode. Just like, like, we're totally different. Totally, totally you different. Can, you can finally like, show off these oh, awesome right that. like Plus it's a great settings that we have in the in yes, Australia. Like in absolutely. that early like the the the, the Chinese like Camp cities, yeah, yeah. the railway camp cities and stuff, and the gold mines. Yeah, yeah once yeah. you get into like gold mines, Eureka Stockade. I mean, oh. that's another one you don't touch. I mean, that's not really a bush. Yeah, don't story, do, but don't like, do the main stories. Yeah, do the some ones of them like sets in, you know, yeah, like exactly. gold mines. Yeah, the Chinese camp town yeah. stuff mm. like that. There's so much, scope. and you could showcase so many good Australian writers and directors Fuck by yeah. letting them do it. Exactly by being like, come in, write write a story. Marianne Bug is another amazing yeah. one. Yeah, she was like the the apprentice, basically, or like the. Mentee? She was the like lover mentee something. They had a weird relationship. Yeah, of, with, of, with him. Uh, What's his name? One of the other. Quickly, can make up a name. quickly research this Frank. one. No, it was with like a, one of the, no, the it was kind a of famous one. High profile. Oh, okay. Bush Rangers. But she just was like a, a woman in a man's world. Back when a woman in a man's world was like. So dangerous. She was with uh, Captain Thunderbolt. Captain Thunderbolt. Oh my that's the god, ticket. that name. But the cool thing is, you could start it off as a Captain Thunderbolt episode and oh. just do a massive misdirect, and Bam. suddenly it's about Marianne the girl. Bu- she dressed up like a stockman, like yeah. she, and she rode like a like stride a, the horse, like, and an, like a man. Everything. Like it's so cool. Well, there's also, I mean, plus she was indigenous, so like yeah, well, double, double the good. Oh, that's fuck yeah. I think well, we there's... fixed TV. I think we did it. There's also, like, I mean, someone get you, ABC2 on the line right now. If you do want to do Ned Kelly, then you do... Okay, so there's... Ned, the one thing I heard about recently was um, 
Ned Kelly's got allegedly had like a lot of different girlfriends. Okay. But the mm-hmm. one who is the most likely is Etty Hart, who was Steve Hart's younger sister. Oh, yeah. And she actually, the reason it's quite evident is that her letters to Ned and poetry she wrote about Ned yeah. still exist in the hands of her family in Beachwood. Oh, that's so cool. And you read them and it's, it's about Ned Kelly. But the thing about her is that, you know, basically she would, she was their scout. Oh. So she would go around and scout for the Kelly gang and because like nobody suspected so her because cool, she was yeah. Steve Hart's 17 year old sister. Oh she was like God. the lesser member of the Kelly gang. <laughs> so do the, younger do sister, the Kelly story through her eyes. Actually, exactly. Who was oh, actually Ned's man. lover. Oh. Had like, pistol down her corset, oh. rode around in her dresses, yeah. like scouting so for the Kelly good. gang, bringing them food, making sure the cops are nowhere nearby. Nobody suspected her because she was a 17-year-old yeah. girl That's riding around And you, you don't good. even put but the Kelly gang on screen. Even, it's just yeah. her and she mentions it like to people. It's like, oh, this is who this and is. And you show her double lives like 17-year-old schoolgirl yeah. secretly riding off and helping bush rangers. Oh, That's man. such like a girl power story. It's Fuck amazing. Yeah. Fuck, man. Well, Why doesn't I'm, this exist? I'm too excited now, and I want to just go I home and watch it. And I'm sad these. that I can't. Yeah, shit, yeah. Mm. Fuck, man. Oh, okay. I guess we've ar- I, we've arrived. This has been a weird episode. <laughs> Basically, what what this boils down to is that you, th- mm. um, Liam and Gabe clearly know a lot about Bush Rangers, and Jackson, like, not so much. <laughs> I know a bit about Captain Moonlight. Captain Moonlight, ja- <laughs> you can do the Moonlight episode. That's, That's mine. Yours. <laughs> the I'll direct story. the. the, and the, the thing the, is, like. I, I see Jackson like coming into it. And everyone's like, "Oh fuck, Jackson's gonna write like a goofy no, comedy," and you just write the most beautiful. I can imagine you like everyone's <laughs> like, like it's gonna be funny. Oh man, that like when Nesbit is shot and Captain Moonlight is just like cradling just, him, just his, have like, it raining this, as well, like really hammered up, this, play it this off. This muscular, dirty bush ranger with like oh. tears going down and like you know, oh, and like yeah. tears, yeah. like somebody's like filthy yeah, and yeah, the tears like, like not not pretty Hollywood tears, like swollen eyes, just like grabbing him by the collar, like why, why. Then just grab him for the kiss. Yes. Or would you? Would mm. you? Would you make that the climax? Or would you make, you make him that the reveal with like the hair him. on his finger being what, hanged? What, until yeah, and then dead. and then you have you have him no, you being hanged. That's the, that's and as and yeah, as yeah, he's yeah. as it's like him walking to the gallows, you have a voiceover doing that oh, statement he this? did about his so friend how and how long, he wanted to be laid to breast next to him. How long after Nesbitt died did? Uh, um, I'm not sure, but I'm really liking the idea of your opening of this. I feel like that's full. Straight up movie maintenance to be like a like a like a like a like a real close up of like a finger with like a lock yep, of hair yeah. around it, and you're like, and it's kind of swaying in the breeze, like he's yeah. being Ooh, hanged. And then oh, it, oh, that's you slowly pan out. Yeah, and you, no, you yeah. just you just, 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 just and then you right cut. There. You're like, bam, oh, straight a, into the action. You're like, what was the hair? The action of him kicking in the door of the bank to go rob that first bank. Oh, that is an amazing hook. Woo, yeah, you did it, and then that's just it. have a voiceover doing that yeah, little statement yeah. he did about how he wants yeah, yeah. to be laid next to his but, friend with that same shot of yes. the lock of hair. But if he got finger. caught later, or was like significantly later after Nesbitt, what you do is you make that you, you make Nesbitt set your climax, and then even if he got caught later, you just like compress all that, and it's just, yeah. you have a montage of him just like, yeah, he's still out there, he's still mm, but, you, but there's no heart in it anymore. Yeah, you show there's like no the pain and the anger. Yeah, it's just him riding there, dead eyed, riding through like the riding through the wilderness, holding up banks. There's no passion. Maybe he wants. Maybe he let himself get caught yes. he wanted to be with and his, then his lover again condense I mean, all the last oh man and you can have like a, when the when the credits roll you have a little black because i just read this fact now you have just like a you know black screen White with text. the writing on it that uh his request to be buried next to nesbitt was denied right 
until 1995, where he was exhumed from the cemetery he was buried in and buried next to Nesbitt. Oh, that's amazing! By the, just like everyone was oh, like, man. he loved him so much. He was a dangerous criminal. The power of but love. Fuck, let's that's bury. So good. That's amazing. I Holy shit, you guys! <laughs> Today's moral is that we. This both... has been emotionally exhausting. <laughs> wow, is this... I've run the whole gamut <laughs> yes, of emotions <laughs> in the last it's like half an hour. Excitement. Comedy, fucking hell, tender romance. I'm a little scared that we've peaked forever. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can never write ever be an idea good. as good that's as this. Like, I need to quit. Beautiful. Quit as a writer because that's it. We've done. That's it. beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um. Excellent. And on that note, <laughs> fuck. I've been Jackson Bailey. <laughs> I've been Gabe. I've been Liam. And I've been David. That's wow. Bush Rangers. Good. Bush Who Rogers. knew? Yeah. Who knew? There you go. Right. Good. Fucking get as romantic a story of, as that out of Cowboys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Fuck off, Not America. We got this shit. Beat you on the love front. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.